Hey, what's going on, Purpose People? We want to welcome you to our Path to Purpose podcast, man. I'm your host, Dustin Robinbark, and with me, as always, Mr. A.J. Howard. Say what's up, A.J. What's up, world? Hope everybody out there is having a mo-to-go kind of day, baby. Absolutely. Let's go. Now, the purpose of this podcast is to let everybody listening to this thing know that it's not that deep. And when I talk about it, I'm talking about life. Everybody wants to wonder what their calling is. What is their purpose? Listen, guys, your purpose is where God has placed you right now for impact, and you are thankful through obedience. So I need you to tune in. I need you to open your ears, and I need you to listen up. And more than that, I need you to keep that let's go energy. And always got to have that mo to go energy. Look, it's time to get right, get live, and get with it. All right, AJ, man, how are we doing today? Doing good, man. It's been a hot one, that's for sure. We uh, early morning football practice. It's, it was our official last summer workout. We go into pads next week, and then we practice two weeks, and then it's Friday night lights. Um, had a little youth football camp after that. Um, and had like seventeen kids kindergarten through fourth grade that just was out there, man. And they didn't give you a chance to get tired, which was good because it didn't give you a chance to think about it too much. Um, and you know, man, just, just busy and, but it, but it's purposeful, man, and impactful. And that's what you got to keep your mind locked into. Man, bless your heart with the kids, uh, with the kids football camp, man. I still, man, I listened to my dad. My dad used to coach me, man, as at, at like peewee football and all that. And to hear his horror stories, man, of how goofy we were and how, how you you know hard to just get us to do anything was man i just uh uh, uh hopefully your experience was uh was a good one oh yeah oh yeah man it was three days tuesday wednesday thursday one of the other coaches brian jackson helped me with it um and man and we you know the, we taught fundamentals but the main thing is as you know dealing with kids that age they just need to go home and tell dad they learned to uh pass and route and tell mama that they had fun and guess what hopefully they bring a friend next year um that's what keeps them coming back that uh f-u-n that fun word uh and fun was had by all for sure that's good man that's good now your summer's coming to an end bro so uh school starts back what the eighth uh teacher work day is this first work day is the seventh eighth ninth and then the first official day of school for us is the tenth Okay, I just went up to uh, Houston County this morning and was talking to the principal, and I think their their opening day is the eighth. So I knew it was I knew it was coming, man. So uh, so you'll step on um, step on campus and and now uh, uh, head baseball coach. What is what is uh, in in store for you and your squad over the next few weeks? What are you going to be working on, focused on, geared up for going into the new year? Um, you know, my first thing, man, is, you know, it's it's it was announced months ago, uh, a couple months ago, I got the job. Um, so, you know, it, it's out there. Everybody knows we're all on the same page. Going to roll into August, obviously, as coach football too. So, Football will take up most of the fall, but I, you know, have a baseball parent meeting, you know, get get a baseball interest meeting from the kids so I can kind of see, I kind of have an idea what varsity, but, you know, what JV kids are interested in, you know, who may have moved in over the summer, this and that, and uh, go ahead and try to get ahead of the eight ball, man, because I don't really like waiting to the last minute. 
to do a whole lot of anything and coaching football on top of that, it just compounds and compounds. Um, so going to get to work, man, and we're allowed to practice a couple of days in the fall. I'm going to get a practice plan together for the kids that don't play football and rock and roll through that. And before you know it, man, it'll be 2024 Kobe Bryant year. Time to really, really compete, dog. Come on, man. I love that. I love that. I've got some things coming down the pipe. I've talked to you a little bit about some some things coming up. I can't release it yet. I can't I can't say it on the pod yet, but it's coming. And so, um, you, you know, some new things for me and my family that we're that we're about to step into and and uh, and and embark on. I'm super super excited about um, you know uh, just all the all the changes coming up in life, man. For so many different people, so many different seasons and situations that we're going into, man. With all the man, just I heard somebody today, man. We had a staff meeting with Next Level, man. And and if many of you don't know, I'm I'm also on staff with Next Level Speakers Academy. And our leader, man, Jeremy Anderson, he just spoke at the MGM Grand. We're talking about the same place where Mike Tyson, you know, uh, Biddy Vander Holyfield's ear off in the same in the same <laughs> arena. Janet Jackson came up after our man Jay uh, just a, a few minutes after and performed. We're talking about major, major impact, but. But man, shout out to just to what what all's happening there. But man, we was in a staff meeting and and I heard somebody say they said, man, we were sharing our wins and the different things going on in our life, man. And she just said, she said, life be lifing. You know, sometimes life just life's just lifing, man. There's there's a lot of ups and downs and roller coasters and ins and outs, bro. Things you don't even see coming, just out of left field, man. And and I wanted to talk a little bit today. I kind of shared with you a little bit of my heart on what was on my mind. But for the listeners, man, I wanted to to, to name the pod um, the counterfeit, right? The counterfeit. Because I think a lot of times, AJ, I think we can think one thing or think life is going one way or think we have it figured out or whatever, and then soon find out that that life be lifing, right? And when it and when it catches us, you know, um, are we are we truly caught off guard, right? Or or are we equipped to withstand whatever storm is coming? And so I wanted to talk about the counterfeit. And so the first thing that pops into my mind, I don't know about you, when I think of counterfeit is money, right? And and people, you know, make a living, right? Conning, conning the world. And they go out and they and they 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 con these schemes, right? And they create this fake money and they go and purchase things and they put it out into the market and it creates havoc for so many. And I think a lot of times that if we're not truly honest with ourselves, we can find ourselves in different seasons, in different situations where we are living a counterfeit version of what we are hoping to be. And so with that, man, I want to think about the five pillars. We talked about the five pillars before, faith, family, finance, fitness, and freedom, 
I say future. So with that, man, I wanted to ask just a few questions and let's have a conversation centered around counterfeit. When you take a counterfeit bill, all right, the experts have gotten really good at discovering counterfeit bills, right? But counterfeiters are also getting better at counterfeiting these fake bills. And one thing both of them have in common, so counter or, or the experts who are after these counterfeit bills, AJ, we are getting better at defending this by studying the real thing, by really looking at the real bill and studying it inside and out. We don't study the counterfeits because if we do that, they're constantly changing, right? And we're we're having trouble keeping up with the trends of the new counterfeit. Now, when we focus on the real bill, the real $100 bill, we can learn that bill inside and out so that when a counterfeit is in our presence, it's easily picked out by just studying and knowing the real thing. And so with that, man, I want to kind of I want to kind of start out in faith, right? Um when we're looking at the the five pillars, I think a lot of us can get caught up in living a counterfeit life when it comes to our faith. Now, when I say that, AJ, I want to give the floor over to you. What when 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 we talk about living a a counterfeit life, um in our faith, what what comes to mind to you when I say that? Man, I I personally think it's you know one of them things where you you're you're confused, you're exploring, you, you know, you're reading your Bible, um, you're praying, you, you're spending time, you're going to church, you're doing checklist type stuff with your faith instead of really diving down into it, man. And I think a lot of that it's like you were talking about life and life be life and. Um, and it's, you know, a lot of folks get caught up on that cycle and it ain't by ill will. It ain't because they're, you know, just going rogue and reckless and don't care. And, you know, oh, I'm tired of being religious. I don't believe in God, whatever. It's just you get busy, man, and you get you get tired. And then it's kind of like, well, um, I've been working like crazy the last three or four weeks. I really want to go to the beach. Uh, I really want to go to the lake. I really want to take my family somewhere. Um, and then, you know, it's like you start doing things and something hit me last night, man. I was uh, on the way back. I actually was going to hit you up when I was out there, but I know you had a little procedure the other day and I was going to let you rest. But I was coming back from the river. Um, I just rode out there to the dam over there in Columbia and uh, I was just, you know, with a buddy of mine and me and him just got to talking about, you know, um, convenience over commitment. And I think that when you get caught up in that mindset of convenience over commitment, man, you know, that that applies to everything in life. Um, but especially when it comes to faith, it's like, you know, if you're really committed, you really got to block off them days to get your worship on, man. Um, you got you got to really, you know, not let convenience become a habit. Yes, I'm not saying don't don't go off and enjoy your family vacation and stuff, but you know, man, you really got to be big on the, you know, commitment over convenience mindset, man, in a lot of areas. And I personally think, you know, faith is probably is obviously the biggest one um that all weighs on us because I, you know, I remember my stepdad, man, he, you know, he 
grew up, he was in church. He grew up in one of them homes, dude, where he was in church from Sunday morning at eight to Sunday night at nine. Uh, Tuesday was there at the deacons meeting with my grandpa. Wednesday, they had church. Friday, they had like choir practice. Saturday, they went and prepped the church. And then Sunday was back in church. And, you know, he said he went like 12, 13 years once he got out from under his parents' roof, not wanting to go to church because it was more of a task. Um, and, you know, I, I, I understand that, man. Uh, you know, when I hear, hearing him talk about it, it's like, man, that that is a lot. And there's a lot of people that, uh, you know, not by their by their own doing, man. It's just, you know, they, they get burnt out on it because life be life and man and you get busy get working you have kids you trying to work overtime to pay the mortgage that's five thousand dollars that used to be five hundred dollars and you know man it's like folks also man you gotta you gotta give yourself a little grace nobody's perfect out here on this earth and if you if you've gotten caught up in that convenience over commitment you know trap in your faith man and just in your life man give yourself some grace you ain't the only one that's fell for it you ain't the only one going through it that's the beauty of life we're all in this race together man no, that's that's so true, man. And I want to look at it from two different extremes. So there's the extreme that you were talking about. Grew up in church. Every second, every breath was in church service in some way, shape or form. And you're going through all the motions and you're doing all the things and all the check boxes. And there's that extreme. Right. And then there's also the extreme that, hey, we just live in the Bible Belt I'm just given a free pass because I live in the South, right? And everybody in the South believes in Jesus. And, you know, I'm going to make it to heaven off my grandmother's faith. So I think, I think you can actually have counterfeits in both sides, in both extremes, bro. And, you, you know, I, I, love, I love the way you put that. And, and one thing I want to say to that, is like, where's your heart posture, right? Is your heart in surrender to your faith, to your obedience, right? Or is this just a counterfeit version of what you grew up knowing? I can be in church, man, and my heart be far from God. I can be in service, right? And still be on what happened Saturday night. You know what I'm saying? And so so just because we're checking the boxes, right? Just because you live in the South, just because you're in a certain area, just because you're going, just because you claim, hey, I, you know, I believe in Jesus, right? Well, here's my counteract to that is like, okay, so do demons. I mean, even demons believe, right? And the Bible says that they shudder at the name of Jesus. And so what is, what does his name do to us, right? Like, do we live in such a way that we are living the real thing? I love Kyle Adelman's book, Not a Fan. He talks about, he uses the football analogy, man. He talks about how, you know, all of all of the fans, they sit in the stadiums of the football games and they get to wear the jersey and they get to wear the memorabilia and they get to do all of the things, right? But none of them are on the field playing the game. We talk like we are. We talk like we're in charge. Man, I would have ran it up the middle. Man, I would have done, I would have done, I should have, he should have passed that. He should have, you know, and we and we wear all the jerseys and we do all the stuff, right? But nobody's on the field playing the game. And I love my faith because it gives me a real tangible opportunity to step out and play the game. I don't just have the bracelet, right? I've got the armor of God bracelet. I don't, 
I don't just have that, right? It's like, I don't just have a cross necklace. I don't just wear what would Jesus do, right? I can actually go out and I can show people exactly what Jesus would do by trying my best to model that. It does not mean that I get it perfect. It just means that I am not the counterfeit version because I have engrossed myself in studying the real thing. That, that's a hundred percent true, man. And I, I, as a, as a brother, as a friend, man, I, I just, people out there, man, Dustin is, is one of them guys, man. He, he is who he says he is when he, when it is that it, he don't matter if he's in the hood, it don't matter if he's in a school hall. It don't matter if he's at a football game. It don't matter if he's at a sales meeting, uh, a business meeting. Dustin is always talking about his faith and truly walking in his purpose. Um, and I, and I definitely think, man, that that is so true. You was talking about the football analogy. You know, people, you know, go to the game, but they want to they want it to be their way. Um, and that that's so true, man. And what what's funny is you was talking about fans saying what they would do or they should have called this play as a football coach. My favorite thing I love to hear or as a joke, it's not my favorite thing, but you hear it a lot. Come on, guys, block somebody. And it's like, look, dude, we're trying. That dude is committed to Alabama. He's a yeah. he's the number one defensive end in the state. We're yeah. trying. We're not enough lanes for people to get their head knocked off trust me it's like we're doing everything we can yeah um and you know i think another thing on that man is you know i think a lot of people get burnt out on faith and church is uh you know it's so opinionated it's so judgmental um these days it's like i i i know myself and i know people personally too it's like Man, if you miss one or two Sundays, because like on on foot during football season, we uh, for a couple of years there, one of the coaches I worked for, we met at twelve. Well, the church I was going to at the time didn't have an early service, so it was like you know two, three, four Sundays in a row I would have to miss because I had football meetings, and it would turn into like, man, you know. Miss Ethel down there, she's going to notice I ain't been here in four Sundays and she's going to be ready to come up and down my backside for missing church. So it's like, you know, folks are like, man, you know, now you can go online and obviously more churches are, you know, turned over to the, you know, 8 a.m. service for stuff like that. But, you know, it's like you walk into church, man, and I, I, I personally, you know, I feel that that is the one place that you should not be judged at all, man. And so many people turn away from the church now because, you know, being accountable and being judged are two different things, in my opinion, man. Uh, accountability, brother, you can tell all the all all your struggles, all your demons, all your worries. That that's an accountability. That's what the church is for. Um, the the judgmental. I know a lot of people get turned off on going to churches because it's like no. Your sin ain't the same as my sin. You didn't do exactly what I did. But uh, I know that the woman I saw you out with at dinner the other night was not your wife. Um, but you here talking to me because of this, this, and this. And I think that that messiness, that chaoticness, man, that judgmental 
atmosphere is why a lot of people also um, on top of the burnout factor. It's just like, it's a lot. It's like, you should go to church, man, with weight on your shoulders. And when you walk in the doors, man, it is, it is released once you walk out of there. But I know people I've talked to, man, that say, man, it, it, it's not even worth going because when I walk in church, it's like the burden of their opinions and judgment of me just weighs me down with everything that I was coming here to try to get rid of. If that makes any sense, man, I know you're more in the, the ministry world, but I just know a lot of people I've talked to and like I said, personally, have been in that situation before, man, where you just kind of feel it. No, I agree, man. Now, church can be mean, bro. Church can be brutal. But here's the thing within that. Um, we don't have to be right we can we can go into those situations and we can model the the real thing to the best of our human abilities now we know that jesus was fully man yet fully god right so we can't get that level but but i can go to the next level there's levels to this man there's levels to our faith there's levels to church right there's one thing to just go in and feel judged there's another thing to go in and fight through feelings and start plugging in and start serving in spite of how I feel. And there are people everywhere that could make us feel insecure, that could make us feel irrelevant. Um, a lot of that is um, counterfeit, right? Counterfeit culture. And, and so uh, in and through that, I think some of it is our very own conviction that we haven't, that we haven't yet processed how to take all of that in and so it's an overwhelming feeling of emotion. Now, there are some people, AJ, who will say false. I know it to be fact. That person told me I could not come in here because I was wearing what I was wearing. And there's nothing wrong. That is judgment. And for that, I am sorry. That is that counterfeit culture. And that's exactly what we're talking about here. And it's like, you know, I think in order to overcome that, we have to find our people, man. We have to find our people that are in alignment with God's will for our lives. And I think that's the whole idea behind Path to Purpose podcast is helping people like step into, okay, what's my purpose? What's my calling? What does that even mean? And we've discussed those things. Our purpose is what I'm here for. Our calling is where God has placed us right now for impact. And we are thankful through obedience. And in the faith market, in the faith world, it is so imperative that we get our know-how from the word of God, not from man. If I go to man to try to teach me my faith, bro, I am I am doomed, dog. Um, and from the word go, because we have twisted and manipulated this thing into some sort of celebrity growth status now that it was never meant to be. So when I'm talking about counterfeit faith, I want to know where is your heart posture? When it comes to Jesus, is it actively, is it actively seeking the word of God, the will of God? And if it is, then those things will play out in your day-to-day -day talk, in your day-to-day -day actions. Those things will play out in your hunt for the right church, for the right people to be around. It, it's not an overnight sensation. It's not an overnight thing, but it is a gradual commitment towards growing in your relationship with Christ. 
100%, man. You got to, like you said, and we said earlier, you know, commitment over convenience, man. You first got to commit to it. And that's with anything in life, bro. That's your, that's your faith. That's your workout plan. That's your marriage. That's your relationships. That's your friendships. That's, you know, I, I was talking to a buddy not too long ago, man. And he, he's kind of feeling some kind of way because one of somebody in our friend circle, you know, has kind of not went like off the crazy side of things, but there you have kind of leveled up, you know, in the, in the, in the professional world. And it's like, you know, to kind of move and act a little different. And um, he kind of feels like, man, you know, it's just, it's all about convenience. You know, the homeboy just hits me up and when, you know, when he needs something, it ain't like, Hey man, just checking in like you do, like, you know, how you doing today, man? I, I know you said yesterday was a struggle. How, how you feeling today, man? That's how brothers who truly are committed to each other and the well-being um, of, of each other, man, is. And it's all about, like I said, man, commitment over convenience, 100%. You know, and then when I look at that, we probably won't make it into all five areas. But, you know, we look at, at counterfeit faith, man, and and then you know, I, I really want to, I, I really want to delve into this because, you know, I think a lot of times, you know, we can get into family and, you know, it, it hurts me when I see, um, when I see families, husbands, wives, and children, um, when I see families, that that bust up right whenever i see families that go opposite opposite ways and and all of this and it makes me go back to the original meaning of marriage right when a man and a woman leave uh father and mother the bible says they become one right together in unity and marriage and and it is a a lifelong commitment but here's the thing life be life and we we do um, a poor job sometimes setting a foundation, right? Whenever we go into a season, whenever we go into a situation, I think a lot of marriages were started built on sand, right? Built on, on, he looks good. She looks good. All of that. And, you know, that's how relationships start. And it's, and it's built on counterfeit from the very word go. And, you know, I think we can get into the routine of things and, you know, as a husband, I've, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell you from my experience, okay? We've been married in October, bro, it's going to be 17 years. We've been wow. through some ups and downs, man. A lot of good things, a lot of bad things, and all in between. But here's what I want to say. As a man, I can get so focused on where I want to go, bro, I assume she's always going to be here. Um, I can get, I can get so laser focused on goals, dreams, and aspirations that I completely get blinded to what they're going through and how they feel and what's going on in their lives. And it starts slowly. I want to speak to the men who are listening. It starts so slowly. Um, and I have to fight with this daily, AJ, because I feel like I got a lot of big things turning. I can be on the phone um, looking and, and, and typing and Googling the thought and doing all of this stuff. And my daughter's in here pouring out to me something that's important in her world. But it it's not to me. And I'm 
man, I'm, I'm, I'm in that thought, man. I'm in that thing. And I'm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and leaving, or she can check me and she can say, daddy, what did I just say? And AJ, I have no <laughs> idea what she just said to me, bro. And so when, when it's imperative that we look at counterfeit relationships, dog, and find out was this relationship built on saying what, what, what is going on inside the family boy? Right. And start really honing in on how we can grow in those different areas of family by I think we can put ourselves in position to win by reading books. Right. By studying the good book, what the word says about marriage and, and relationships and all of that. But also by reaching out to people who have been in the game for a long time. Oh, yeah. You know, one of the biggest things, you know, it's always, you know, you seek wisdom from elders, people who've been through it, man. And, you know, the more you get to talking with, with folks that have been through it, because I think a lot of times, man, it's the fact that, you know, like I've never been married. I've never been engaged, you know, and I'm 35, man. And, you know, I get the, you know, and I get to talking to folks, man. And it's like, you fear what you've never experienced. And so it's like, not like a fear of, oh, I don't want to get married. It's just like, I tell people, bro, I'm like, I, my, my biological father, bro, I've seen what he did to my mom. I've seen, I've seen my mom personally struggle in, you know, a marriage that it didn't go so well. And, you know, I'm like, man, I, I just, I'm, I, I've had this mindset till I started seeking counsel and counseling from people that have been in the game a while. It's like, bro, you got, you're never going to be like in my head. I was like, bro, I got to be at hundred out of a hundred. Everything's got to check off. Got to have the right money, the right job, the, you know, the right credit score, enough in savings got to be able to do this, this, the best shape. I can't get tired. I got, cause we're going to have kids. I got to bring it. I got to be the best uh, grill master, have the best yard, keep the house painted up, be the best handyman. And I ain't all that just yet. And my grandpa's the one told me, he's like, you're never going to be. Um, that, that's why it's, it's a team. It's a partnership. What you lack, she's strong in. What she, She's weak in, you're strong in, and that's how you forge forward in life, man. And, uh, you know, when he said that, I was like, yeah, I was looking to have to be on the all-century team, and you ain't even got to be on the all-star team. You just got to be a, on a team with good chemistry, man, where you both understand it and you both want to go to the same place. And, and you know, him him saying that, I was like, man, this uh, it, it's it's a, a very serious matter. Um, but it, but he made it sound like such a simple solution. You know, he's like, man, stop fearing all that stuff. You're, you're overthinking stuff, big man. It's not a, not a big fearful event. It's a big life event. Obviously it's an important decision in life, but, um, you know, he's like, you got to get out of the fear of it. Cause you're always going to fear what you've never been through. That's it, man. He, he, he used the analogy like swimming in the deep end. You swim in the shallow end the same way you swim in the deep end. But when it's in your head, you're like, oh, I'm a drown. But it's the same technique, same thing. You just got to, you know, put yourself out there and go do it. I agree. I agree 100 percent with him. And 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 I say, you, you know, um, when we're thinking of counterfeit, you, you know, marriages and, and, and counterfeit relationships, uh, I think a lot of times we live a counterfeit marriage because we really think we are living the real thing. Um, a lot of it's generational sin. I'm, I, I treat my wife some kind of way. I do this kind of thing because, oh, my dad's a workaholic, right? Or his dad was a workaholic or his dad. 
uh, I, I treat my kids a certain type of way because this is all I knew. This is how I grew up. And so I think we can live so far away. And that goes back to what you mentioned about your father and the way you saw things, you know, through a different lens. And you're afraid that could that could rub off on you. And, 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 and you, you know, I'm glad that you recognize that. But I'm also glad you got the person on the other side who says, bro, it's it like you got to it, you got to just get in it. Like you just got to get in the water and you just got to go. And so so um, with that, man, I want to encourage us like what are those areas um, with our kids? What are those areas with our spouse or significant other that we really need to uh, step into and like and, and start to reassess, man, start to reevaluate, start to see some things um, differently and you know, finally, I want to go into. Uh, we'll close off on this on this last point of counterfeit finances, man. Um, you know, I think with the with the faith and and the family, um, you know, it's only imperative that we talk about the financial aspects of things. And this is whether you're married, whether you're not married. Um, you, you know, I think a lot of times we can live financially in such a way that we don't think there's a problem until there's a problem. And so um, a counterfeit, you know, um, financial situation is, you know, not checking that bank account regularly, one, because you're afraid of what you're going to see. And two, because, you know, you can just put it off on that card. You know that no matter what, you could just keep building that card up. And what we're doing is that credit card, um, you know, is really giving us a false sense of security and it's kind of enabling a demon that shouldn't even be allowed in our life. And it's that uh, relentless pursuit of more, right? And not putting yourself in the best financial situation to receive it. 100%, no doubt with that, man. And, you know, I think a lot of it too, um, when it comes to that and, is, you know, the, the social aspect, the social media aspect of things. Um, it's like I saw this uh, this thing on Instagram. Uh, it was like not every influencer is an actual influencer and it's got it how they say they got it. So what it was, this guy dug into, I don't know if it was like a fitness influencer or something that was supposedly, you know, all about the gram life, traveling into these islands, always on a jet. And he literally, he was like, I, I broke down the photos and it exposed that this dude literally was sitting in like front of a side door to the, his outside backyard that made it look like a jet seat had like the perfect height, like reclining chair. And it was like, he ain't even on a plane, bro. Wow. And he's sitting here telling you, you need, he said, that's how fake of a world it is. But yet you feeling busted up because, you know, you make X amount of dollars a year and you're driving, you know, a, 10-year-old car, but yet I never want to get in a point in my life where I have to fake it so bad that I'm having to carry that burden and that weight every day because I'm portraying to be somebody and have this lifestyle that I do not have. Um, it's like people always joke with me about like going to the beach, man. And I'm like, look, bro, I, I don't go to the beach and stay in these 800 dollar a night condos and houses. Number one, I either got a friend that lives down there or number two, I'm okay with going down to the beach on my Jeep for the day 
hanging out, watching the sunset and making the hour drive back to Dothan. I mean, that saves you a thousand dollars, bro. It's like $40 in gas and that's it. And you still get the same experience. Um, but I'm like, you know, it's just I, that, that see. And like you said, man, it is, I think the social media stuff really has got people caught up. Like it's a mental complex um, trying to fake this life, fake, you know, all this and that, man, that, it's like, bro, you're literally going to push yourself off a cliff trying to impress people that really don't care about you. They're not. They may sit around and talk about you for a day at the dinner table, but they could care less if you went and, you know, bought the new Maserati um, or, you know, you bought the brand new F-250 truck or, or you know, whatever you got, man. It's like people got their own life and their own problems, bro. Uh, life's too big and grand for folks to just be focused and worried about you and your clout chasing. You know, I saw something very similar. You're talking about the jet seat. I saw I saw where somebody had taken a photo of a beach like in Maui or something and had two hot dog wieners up to the photo. And the way they took it, it looked like their knees were in the like their legs and their knees were in the sand, bro. And they were talking about how much they were loving the beach in Maui. I'm like, whoa, like we are being duped out here. Bro, we are being lied to, dog. These people are not, these people are not winning like that. And even if they are, let me tell you something. It's a it's a counterfeit win. Okay. It's a if it is not blessed by God, bro, it is a counterfeit win, man. Who I do not want to gain the whole world, let yet lose my soul. If I have to lie to you about the amazing things dog that i'm doing bro take me out i'm good so everybody wants to everybody wants to shine and this cost this much and this cost that much bro i'm trying to be frugal i want bro i got that on discount man at walmart and bro it looks fly and so it's like i i, I want to know what areas can I be conservative so that when it comes time, right, to really bless my daughter on Christmas or to really do some, take that trip that I do want to take, that I deserve, that I earn, bro. I want it to come from a place of legitimacy. I want it to be financial, financial literacy, right? I want to have put our family in a position to win, not a position to go in debt and a, the Bible says that a righteous man leaves an inheritance for his children's children. I want to be that guy. I don't want to be the guy that's putting hot dog weenies in a beach photo, bro. You know what I'm saying? Like that I got, I ain't, ain't nobody got time for that. Right. And so no. life be life in, but how do we counteract the counterfeit lifestyle, bro. Two minutes bring us kind of to a close and we might tap in those other two next week or we might just move on. Man, you know, I think the biggest thing, you like you said, bro, is the social media boy. You get caught up in trying to have the marriage that, you know, these celebrities have or the marriage, the people down the street, man, or, you know, the, the car, the house, the, you know, my, my, man, I even see it like in travel baseball, bro. It's like, this dad bought hit this son this five hundred dollar bat. 
Well, I'm gonna go buy the eight hundred dollars and shoes, the glove. I'm like, bro, if your kid can hit, he can hit. If he's really got game, it don't matter, bro. Like, it don't matter what I mean. Technology's cool, yeah. It may have more exit velo, but if he's swinging hard and swinging through the ball and he ain't getting out of out of the infield, that ain't doing much good. But it's like this rap race of keeping up with the Joneses, man. And I really do think us. As people, man, as a as a as a world, bro, we need to get back and hit reset and just get back to enjoying the simple things of life, man, and stop worrying about go putting yourself in a spiraling debt and a terrible mental health mindset, a spiritual the delusional spiritual downfall trying to keep up with people man just let it go go live the life and the biggest thing i think that's required of us every day we were open up our eyes man is get up try to go try to help somebody try to be better try to show love try to spread joy and be a light man in a dark world and let everybody else say and do what they're gonna do but it's your you never know man how you could change somebody's life by just being humble nice and loving that's it man and always keep that let's go energy man the counterfeit get that away let's get it keep that motor go energy